0: Oh my gosh this is our second to last one last thing no this is our last one i thought last week we said this week would be the last one. Oh no this is our last one <laughs> i'm really excited about the first one Haley kyoko yeah
1: yeah i didn't watch the vmas i just saw on twitter that she won
0: yeah she won and then she dedicated her award to all of the queer people out there it was just really sweet the thing that sucked though is that she didn't win during the vmas She won before the VMAs on the red carpet. Oh, like a creative arts Emmy? Yeah, basically. But it was like for the smaller, like for the not like Nicki Minaj's. It was also like very quick. She said that this award validates any queer woman of color that you can follow your dreams. And it was very sweet. That's nice. Yeah. And she was very excited. She got the push artist of the year VMA, which I'm going to pretend like I know what that is. But it's a new award, so... Yeah, I just clicked on it, and it doesn't say what it is. She ended with just, like, screaming into the mic, 20 gay teen, let's do this.
1: Wait, I'm looking at the Push Artist of the Year nominees, and it's by month. Oh, that's weird. From May 2017 to July 2018, there's a nominee for every month.
0: What? Maybe she's the most popular of the Push nominees? (laughs) So was her speech not televised? It was televised, but it was televised, like, during the red carpet hour. So weird. And she was also hosting the red carpet hour. So, like, you very well could have just not even realized that it happened. Huh. Yeah. And then she performed during the awards, but she performed. They did this weird thing because it, it wasn't at, like, the Barclay Center or anywhere where usually it was a, it, it was at Radio City. And they did this thing where it was, like, you know, Ariana Grande and all these and Sean Mendes performed on, like, the main stage. And then they had this like itty bitty stage set up kind of where the balconies meet the orchestra, but the stage was in the orchestra. It maybe fit like four people on it and like a small band and they would play like glee versions of their songs, like very cut down. Oh, weird verse and a chorus into the commercial break and that's where she performed and I was like okay I don't know what's going on (laughs) but sure and it was like oh and she won a moon man just a little bit ago and I was like (laughs) "Oh, oh okay sure
1: that's weird
0: yeah but let's talk about Josie yeah because this is so cool
1: yeah we've talked about her before for in the context of the movie Other People. Right. And I don't know if we've talked about Champions on the show.
0: We've talked about it on social media, but not necessarily... I don't think we've ever really verbally talked about it because it kind of started and ended before Season 3 happened. Yeah,
1: even though it was one of our favorite shows. Yeah. But... It is almost certainly cancelled.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it's been taken off of Netflix yet or not. If it hasn't, everybody go watch it. It's really cute, you know, one series show. One season. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But anyway, so Josie Toda is the star of Champions and Other People. I'm on deadline and it says Toda played Michael Patel on Champions, which was canceled in June. Was a regular on ABC's one-season comedy back in the game in 2013. Appeared in last year's Spider-Man Homecoming, guested on Disney channels live and maddie and recurring on that cable nets jesse other credits include glee nina needs to go and a voice role in sophia the first so like truly just not
0: other people has just been lost to time it seems Uh, i think other people is also on netflix so if you're listening you haven't seen other people and you haven't taken up our advice to watch it Yet so far, now's the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, to celebrate Josie Tota. <laughs> yeah. So Josie came out as trans. And what I think is really interesting that we should definitely, you know, take part in is that it was in part to Leah Michelle. Right.
1: When I read that part of the article, I, like, actually gasped. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was the last thing
0: I was expecting to see in that article. So what Josie said was, when I was on the show Glee, which mind you was for I'd say maybe half a season. Oh I not um, know that. Oh yeah. She played this like Jewish teenager that like was having a bar mitzvah and wanted it was like the last season of Glee and booked them to come play and then wanted in and w- had like really rich parents and ended up being in the Glee club for like the last half of the season. But it was weird because she's like really little. Little as in like not even in high school. Anyway. So she said when I was on the show Glee I'd stand back and watch Leah Michelle. She was fab less which I mean she is it's true and it was Fun to see her and the other girls wear dresses and put on lavish musical numbers. But it was so hard because I wanted that to be me.
1: Oh, she tweeted about it. I went to check if Michelle Michelle tweeted about it and she has. Oh, what'd she say? She said, so proud of you, Josie Tota, for living your truth and being an inspiration to us all. There's nothing more fabulous than that.
0: And then, of course, two emojis. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely her publicist tweeting that. Yeah. Oh, and it was funny because when I was reading articles about Josie coming out, there are a lot of references to Jazz Jennings. And I was like, Oh, that's a name I haven't heard in a little bit. Yeah,
1: me too. When she talked to the article about watching I Am Jazz, I was like, I forgot that show happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I also thought that it was really sweet. There's a part of one of the articles I read. It's not the one that that's in front of me, but like where she she was like, I was watching jazz with my mom, and I turned to my mom and was like, "That's me. I'm trans." And her mom was like, "All right, well then let's do it." Yeah, and just like went into it. And that was, I guess, a little bit ago. I don't really know the timeline. And Josie's still young, right? How old is she? She. That's a good question, because she
1: says in her like essay that she's been on hormones
0: for like a long time. Time. Really? Yeah, she... Okay.
1: Oh, well, she says in the article, I'm starting college in like a week.
0: She's 17.
1: Okay, that makes
0: sense. But her birthday was August 5th.
1: Oh, so she just turned 17. So she's a young college student. Yeah. Okay, it crystallized about three years ago when I was a 14-year-old watching the show I Am Jazz with My Mother. Okay. Three days later, I was meeting with my pediatrician who referred me to a specialist, put me on a hormone blocker. Listen, that's speedy. They have good health insurance, that family.
0: Life and times of Hollywood, everybody. Yeah, really. I also really loved Mindy Kaling's tweet. Yeah. Where she said, I love you, Josie. I'm so glad that you're able to speak your truth and live as your authentic self. You're so damn talented. I can't wait to write for you again. Heart, 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 heart. So maybe... We'll get like a, like, Josie-led trend series written by Mindy Kaling. That I think would be really cool. I also, this made me kind of sad
1: that Champions got canceled. I mean, I was already sad because it was such a good show, but I think it would have been, they would have done a really good job because it was such a well-written show. They would have done a really good job, like, addressing this and handling
0: it. Oh, a hundred percent. It also would have went hand in hand with the show.
1: Yeah. It would not have been, like, a huge twist. It would have just been, like, another thing that happened on the show.
0: In a nutshell, for anyone that doesn't know, the show is basically about two, like, cis white guys in Brooklyn learning how to raise a gay son. Yeah. And so it coming back for a season two with the, like, son coming out as trans would be very fitting. Yeah. But Josie is not the only ex-Disney star to come out this week. Really? Yeah. Big news. Garrett Clayton finally came out. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And then in the same swing, he introduced everybody to his boyfriend. That's great for him.
1: I forgot he... Existed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot he wasn't out because it was one of those things where it was like everybody knew, but like he didn't say anything. And he's always just been like, my private life is my private life. But apparently he's in this new movie called Reach, which I don't know about, but it's about more like Reach for trying to stay relevant. Yeah. But apparently it's about bullying and like some harsher topics that can relate back to the LGBT community, I guess. It's unclear if he plays a gay kid in it, but he like posted this big. Instagram where he was like I took this project it's coming out and I feel like it would be wrong to release it and not come out oh and then he was like oh and um here's my boyfriend and here's what I have to say about his boyfriend I'm definitely cuter than him
1: yeah wait why is his boyfriend 50
0: he's fine looking but I'm definitely cuter he's like older than him for sure though right I don't know how old is Garrett
1: I have no idea this
0: this is now a how old are you podcast (laughs) he's 27 which is shocking he
1: looks 13.
0: Yeah. Eric Clayton, 13. of course, star of God. King Cobra and Hairspray Live. Hairspray and Live. that's about it. Yeah.
1: Looks like his boyfriend isn't famous. So we probably can't figure out his age. Oh, wait. He's yeah. A writer. Okay. Here we go. Facts about Blake Knight, Eric Clayton's boyfriend. Oh, great. All right, I'm going to read you all the things about him. Gender, male, siblings, Sam Armstrong, Lainey Armstrong, job, screenwriter, boyfriend, Garrett Clayton. He's a screenwriter. He is self-employed. He has two dogs.
0: We're the dogs.
1: He loves to travel. One of his favorite places in the world is Venice, Italy, and he simply loves spending time there. From the black sand beaches of Iceland to the bustling boroughs of New York City, Knight travels all over the place for work and pleasure. Oh. He loves a good read. Some of his favorite books include Memoirs of a Geisha, The Book of Symbiosis, 100 Years of Solitude, The Pillars of the Earth, and The Dressmaker. Oh, <laughs> Here, okay, here's a great fact about him from, what website am I on? Earnthenecklace.com. Knight's courage has made him happy. <laughs>
0: Well, Garrett Clayton also isn't the only person to come out. Oh. But this one I think is really fun because I know nothing about this person. Okay. And this person did not exist to me until now. Max Bemis, who is the lead vocalist for the rock band Say Anything, which does not ring any bells with me. I've seen Um, that movie. Yeah, with Julia Louis-Dreyfus? No. Oh, that's the one where she holds, or where he holds the radio over his head.
1: Yeah, that's, it's John Cusack and, um... I don't think the girl in it is famous, actually. Yeah, she's not.
0: Well, Max Bemis is the lead singer for the rock band Say Anything, and he came out as bisexual in a 10-page emotional letter. Oh my god, that's too long. Here are the highlights. Okay. Quote, This is a statement about my current status as a dude okay (laughs) through it he talks about quote gay stuff i've always been bi-ish or queer or a straight guy that can also like boys i always talked or joked about it with my friends and found it to be blatantly clear that i was bi i was bullied for it and called a fag parentheses without irony This is sadly common. I'm not special. Oh, what? I don't feel threatened or scared because I grew up with some amount of privilege in that regard, coming from a supportive liberal family. So I'm not minimizing how hard that can be for other people. I get that I have it easy. Um, and then he just like jumps to, um, I've always been somewhat of a monogamist in my queer experiences. It's been limited, and they're mostly emotional ones. So I'm like, yeah, What? Okay. Okay. What sure. Mean? Did he, like, mail it? What did he... Um, let me see. Where did he post this? Oh, okay. Got it. So he wrote... Okay, this is starting to make sense. He just dropped his latest studio album called Oliver Appropriate, which is about someone who is his exact opposite. Oh. Who is someone who is, like, self-loathing and homophobic and a misogynist and all of these things. But where did he put this letter? Oh, he has a wife. Did he mail it to her? Maybe. Ooh, interesting. A lot of the articles are saying that he came out as queer, but that's not not what he said they
1: have three kids, and one of them is named Coraline.
0: Well, that's scary. Their
1: kids' names are Lucy, Charles, and Coraline. How much do you think Coraline uh, hates them? A lot. Oh, it's just a PDF on his website. Oh, that's weird. I'm looking at it right now. God. And, oh my God, the worst part is that there are a bunch of pages that are just, like, one paragraph. <laughs> Why wow, don't you just condense it?
0: Oh, no. Also,
1: it's single-spaced. I don't like, I mean, great for him. I just don't like the formatting of this letter. Also, I don't, I'm not a
0: fan of the font. I don't like that. This is my status as a dude part. Yeah. But... Okay, so what else happened? Oh, the first NFL male cheerleader started this week. Oh, really? Yeah, for the Saints, which... Oh, the New Orleans Saints. Oh. And everybody... I don't know if you saw, like, the viral video that was going around about the newscaster that was like, he's going to get laughed off the field. I definitely didn't. Or this video that went viral. It was not a viral video of, like, a morning show where there are like, four people sitting at a table, and they brought it up, and everybody was like oh my god this is so exciting and then there was one guy who was straight and white who was like this is great but everybody's gonna hate it because the people that go to football games are not the people that are going to appreciate this and everybody was like no you're wrong and it turned into like a a kind of fight but the guy was being like very homophobic during it and so everybody was like relatively worried that he would take the field and all the fans would not appreciate it but the fans seem to love it oh that's great they were like cheering and all this stuff i don't know if they realized it says the crowd didn't even notice that there was a guy <laughs> on the field same
1: <laughs> oh there are two more oh napoleon Ginny's, and quentin perone have joined the los angeles rams cheerleaders and jesse hernandez will perform as a member of the new orleans saints state Saint stations hmm. the new orleans saints Saint
0: Stations. Yeah. That's an impossible tongue twister. Also, I think it's interesting that he doesn't have pom-poms, he has towels in his hand. Oh, I didn't see that. They're like the small kind of like, you know, just for your face kind of towels and they have like the Saint's logo on them, but it just looks like he's dancing with towels in his hand and everybody else has a pom-pom. Like it doesn't look like anything fun.
1: Oh yeah, he certainly does have towels. Why doesn't he get pom-poms?
0: I have no idea, but I'll take it for what it is. (laughs) The squad's director said we're in 2018 things shouldn't be just for men or just for women if you have the ability to do it you should be able to do it and those fans just need to get over it and then oh (laughs) this is my favorite part of this entire article quote if he can dance and perform i don't care says a woman who didn't notice him until he was pointed out by a reporter (laughs) i just want to mention really quickly that netflix is giving Alyssa edwards his own show who's that Drag queen from Drag Race, like tongue pop, very funny. that's great. Yeah, and it's going to be a docu-series because Alyssa also has co-created or created this dance team of, like, younger girls back wherever he's from, which is Texas. And it's going to be about, like, being a drag queen and what that means and also, like, mentoring these younger girls and Stuff like that. The trailer for it looks really cute, highlighted by a mom crying and screaming, saying something like, You don't know what you're doing to my daughter, and I can't wait. Love that. Yeah. So then I think it's time for us to get to the biggest news of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll let you say it. Thank you. So, (laughs)
1: last week, (laughs) Kevin Spacey's... I saw a headline that said, Kevin Spacey's latest parentheses, and last... (laughs) movie was released in theaters so it has a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes Mm -hmm. my question is who gave it a good enough review to get it up from zero it was released in 11 theaters and it made 126 dollars
0: on opening day
1: on opening day and then the whole weekend it made 618
0: dollars my favorite headline about this says that is as much money as an iphone 8 (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so it was in theaters in LA, Chicago, San Francisco, Detroit, Phoenix, Sarasota, Tampa, Minneapolis, Miami, New Orleans, and Hartford, Connecticut. Why not New York? <laughs> and also, why so many places in Florida?
0: I'm um, doing some math. Okay, so if you think about it and you say that, like, an average ticket, like, what, $12, 13 And then it made $618. That's, like, 50 to 52 people. <laughs>
1: Did you read that article that was like, oh, there was on opening day when it had made $126, there was an article that broke down how many people went to it at each theater.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, wow. This is going by the average ticket price to date of $9, which I think is shocking. Oh, wow. Um, All right. The movie's top gross on Friday, $45, was -hmm. earned at the Metro Movies 12 in Middletown, Connecticut, followed by the AMC Sundial in Sarasota with $19. Only $9 was generated at the AMC Deer Valley in Antioch, California. That could mean only one person showed up at the Deer Valley Cinema. Ditto for the Lakeville 21 in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, where the film earned $10 on
0: Friday. I really hope that these... emma roberts is in this right yeah i really hope that it's just emma roberts fans oh wait isn't there a mamma mia guy in it jeremy irvine irving who plays the young pierce Brosnan, is in it oh so maybe it's people that just really loved mamma mia
1: <laughs> i think the venn diagram of people who loved mamma mia and people who want to see a kevin spacey movie is <laughs> no overlap yeah the
0: circles are in different rooms <laughs> Well, everyone, I know that we said that when it comes out, we would go see it and not give it our money, but it, it's not coming to New York, I guess. So I guess whenever it leaks online, we'll download it illegally and and yeah. let you know how it is. Yeah. That could be good Patreon content, actually. Oh, yeah. So subscribe to our Patreon and, Yeah, and you'll find we'll do a full recap. I love that this is probably, hopefully, and possibly the end of the Kevin Spacey chapters.
1: Yeah. It's nice to close
0: the book on him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we're going out with a bang on our last episode of One Last Thing then.
1: Yeah, it was nice of Kevin Spacey to really give us something great for our last One Last Thing.
0: Yeah, because knowing us, this would have happened on Saturday and we wouldn't have been able to talk about it.
1: But we should say that on Monday we have our supersized finale coming
0: out. Yeah, I'm really excited for this finale. It's
1: all about dating.
0: Yeah. Which you're probably thinking like we've talked about that before, but we're gonna be talking about it from a perspective that we haven't really covered yet. We don't wanna spoil it too much, but it's it's a really cool episode. So get ready. To hunker down on Monday and get emotional with us, I guess. Yeah. But otherwise, it's been nice having these Friday updates with y'all. Yeah. And we'll see you on Monday.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.